Hamlet, get out of my soup! <laughs> Welcome to Sailor Snacking, the podcast where we talk about the anime Sailor Moon, and we have a yummy snack. I'm Jen, and as always, I'm joined by Tracy. Hello, listeners. Tracy, why don't you tell us about today's snack? So today, we are going to have miso soup. The brand that Jen and I have is called Tanamaruki Foods, Inc. It comes in, like, a little packet with tofu and seaweed, and then, like, a little packet with paste, and you... Add hot water, and then there you go, miso soup. So excited to try that one on the break. We drink a lot of miso soup, I think, when you go to, like, those sushi restaurants, right? Yeah, remember restaurants? Oh, yeah. We're still in the (laughs) pandemic, folks. So today we're starting season one of Sailor Moon Crystal, which is the 2014 reboot of the Sailor Moon anime, the 90s one that we just finished talking about. So with us, we have a very special returning guest, Karina. Hello. Thanks for having me back again. Anytime, Karina. We love having you on the show. (laughs) So typically we go through, we're going to still do the same format of going through two episodes. So today we're going to be talking about uh, Act 1 and Act 2. So Act 1 is just called Usagi Sailor Moon. And Act 2 is called Ami, Sailor Mercury. Really straightforward uh, episode titles in Crystal. A um, little bit of background. I haven't watched Crystal all the way through. I've probably seen maybe one or two episodes. Obviously, I've seen two now. Uh, Tracy, have you seen any of Sailor Moon Crystal? No. So watching these episodes for uh, this podcast today, this was the first time watching Sailor Moon Crystal. Karina, have you seen any of it? I tried watching a few episodes before I found out you were going to be doing it this season for the podcast. And so this is pretty much all new for me, too. So this season of the podcast is going to be a lot of comparing Sailor Moon Crystal to the 90s one that we just finished talking about. Obviously, Crystal is a lot shorter. It is 14 episodes. And it follows the manga very, very closely. So I have a copy of the manga with me, so we can refer to it if we need to. (laughs) I only managed to skim through Act 1 of the manga, and then I'll have to read the rest later. We'll get right into it. So Act 1, Usagi, Sailor Moon. Actually, before we start with the episode, I got to talk about the theme song. Uh Yes. Oh my gosh, I love this theme song for Sailor Moon Crystal. Let me see if they've got a listing of it. I'm also working on a new uh, wiki, so what's it? I think it's called Moon Pride. Yes, that's the song. It's called Moon Pride, and just so beautiful. And I love how it includes all of the inner Sailor Senshi right off the hot. Yeah, and it's other, just so pretty. Other than identifying them, it doesn't really give away a lot of the plot, like I found the original did. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, oh, like here we go. The, the old one was very much a 90s opening where you have like clips of the show or the season and then over music feels like it was really just designed for the show so true okay i found the the wiki page for it so it's called moon pride uh it's by momoiro clover z and this wiki has sailormoonchrystal.fandom.com has all of the lyrics oh it has it in english too i'm i'm this is it's a very singable song it's very catchy and i it's kind of like bouncy and it's fun to sing along to or at least hum along to i really really like the theme song it's not my favorite sailor moon theme song but it is my second favorite sailor moon theme song 
<laughs> my favorite one is still Sailor Stars, the intro for Sailor Stars. I love that one. All right, so let's get into the episode. Act one, Usagi Sailor Moons. The same episode as the first episode of the 1990s anime, and it's the same as the manga, and it's the same as if you watched Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, the live-action one. It's all the same plot. Like, they use the same first episode for all of them. So, impressions, Tracy? Things you wanted to mention? Oh my goodness. So I just remember when we talked about season one of the original, like, the animation style was still pretty rough at that point. It really didn't develop into something that was really nice until we were halfway through that season. But this one is just stunning right off the hop. I like the way that when you introduce a character, the flowers just, like, appear around them. (laughs) It feels like you're watching the manga on screen, because that's what they would, like, typically do in a manga. But one thing that, like, I thought was really different is the way that she describes Naru. Naru didn't really come across as, like, smart and rich in the first one. Does that, I don't know, does that make a difference in the, in Crystal? Because I feel like it changes her character a little bit. I mean, I think she came across as rich because her mom owns the, the jewelry store, but they never really mentioned how smart Naru is or is not. And they, and they gave her that really bad accent in the English dub. Which made her sound less smart. Like It did, yeah. I guess they were trying to make her more comparable to uh, Usagi. Like, why would a smart person have a ditzy best friend? <laughs> Uh-oh. So, I mean, maybe that's why they did it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just love how beautiful it was. Yeah, yeah the animation style is very different. I, I, The first thing I noticed is that everything is a lot more pastel-y. Like, the colors are a lot more muted. So, Osaki's hair is far more golden. Haruna's Her hair. purple. Her mom. Well, it was purple like, in, the, in the 90s one, too, but it was a dark purple in the 90s yeah, one. Yeah, it's like a pastel purple. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the lavender hair. It's so pretty. Same with Haruna's hair. Like, Haruna's hair is a much darker auburny orange almost and it's very very pale in this one i was actually wondering if it was the same character mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she does look very different usagi also looks taller i think in this she's like very petite in the original but she just just the way that she's drawn is almost like longer yeah genevieve and i were talking about that when we were watching the episodes that they've almost made them a little bit more gangly in this than in the 90s dub like not that they weren't super slender in the 90s but they seem to have like some muscle tone on them whereas this they're just kind of gangly and lean Mm -hmm. yeah and that's exactly what they look like in the the manga so the manga has them looking more i think naoko takuchi's inspiration was the long-limbed long-bodied fashion models because she was so into fashion she's not she's not drawing them with human proportions right that's just her style just to make them i guess look more elegant and tall so i think that crystal reflects that a little bit more than the 90s anime did which is really nice i like it looks very beautiful like you were saying makes them look their age as well too because 14 year olds generally they're starting to kind of look like women but not quite there so i thought like they actually looked more their age in this than they did in the 90s version more gangly <laughs> mm-hmm. more teenage like so i'm on the uh, sailormoon.fandom.com looking at a screenshot of when usagi is standing outside of her classroom door because she was late for class and she just looks so tall compared to that door <laughs> she's like <laughs> she i would say fills seven eighths of that door <laughs> in height yeah and but, um, Umino, 
Camino is super short. Like I was I was talking when we were watching this yeah. the other day. I think it was probably in the next episode where Umino was standing next to Usagi. And I'm like, Usagi's supposed to be like four foot something. And Umino is like a good head shorter than her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, how tall is he? Like three feet tall? Like, I mean, so is Ray's grandfather in the original series. He's supposed to be an old man. So he's supposed to be like hunched over and, and like petite that way. Um, and also I think the 90s anime seems to be more playing for laughs than anything else. <laughs> Yeah, compared to Crystal. This one was not at all. Yeah, this this one's far more quote-unquote serious. I mean, it is still an anime about a girl who transforms into a superhero. And I think that, again, that reflects the manga a lot better. This is very much Kendra the Vampire Slayer versus Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) Yeah. Before we get too deep into the episode, the first thing I want to talk about when Usagi first meets Mamoru, and he's walking down the street in a freaking tuxedo. Yeah, what's up with that? Yeah. And he's casing the, the jewelry store. Like, he's full-on planning to rob the jewelry store. Here's another big difference, I guess, from the anime, the 90s anime to Crystal, is that Mamoru knows he's tuxedo mask. Like, he, he oh. has no, there is none of this memory loss, Who's who am I, mm-hmm. disassociativeness between Mamoru and tuxedo mask, right? off the bat he's looking for the silver crystal he's wearing a tuxedo he's fully aware so that's interesting it is interesting i i think it moves the plot along faster because we are Mm -hmm. dealing with 14 episodes right yeah i'm gonna skip ahead just a little bit here but wtf usagi when she does become sailor moon that she doesn't recognize him because i remember the last season we talked a lot about like when they transform does it kind of mask their appearance so they don't know who anybody is but in this episode he's wearing the exact same thing just throwing on a little eye mask and a hat so that's okay, but clearly can, out. The sailor, <laughs> the sailor scout uniform, it looks like her school uniform. Who is not putting them two and two together here? I, yeah. I have some suspension of disbelief in the original series, but no, not with this one. <laughs> it's a little bit harder in this one, I agree. Just because, like, even when she very first meets him, he's wearing sunglasses. His eyes are hidden, mm-hmm. technically, like they would be with him when he's wearing a mask. So, honestly, the only difference between Memora when she first sees him and Tuxedo Mask is that Tuxedo mask is wearing a hat yeah 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 it's magic it's magic it's magic it's magic speaking of of uniforms so sailor moon's uniform another nice thing about crystal is that because it's not all drawn by hand like the 90s one i assume was they can do a lot more of the details that naoko takuchi put in the manga so sailor moon for example her brooch is different it's not just a solid circle it's got Mm -hmm. the four dots on it her choker has the same type of style hanging from it she's got the little butterfly thingies in her hair which she doesn't have in the original one but the one thing that's missing in the manga when she transforms for the first time she's she has a mask like sailor v's she just wears it for like the first transformation and then she immediately takes it off because she can look through the mask and see Naru being attacked. I wonder if that's because I remember first season you saying Genevieve that Sailor V was out in the manga first and then they tied it into Sailor Moon. So I wonder if that was just mm-hmm. something that needed to happen to differentiate the two then. But we don't need it here because everyone's fully aware of what Sailor Moon looks like and that she's different in Sailor V when this came out. Oh, possibly. I quite like her look with the mask, though. I like I kind of like Sailor Moon with the mask first. I think that was her original, Naoko Takeuchi's original design. I know that there's an art book which has the, the original, original designs and all of the uniforms for all of the senshi look very different. But like the full color spread of the manga in the first page is Sailor Moon wearing a mask and she's got a cape. Mm, it's a really pretty, pretty. design. I'm all uh, for a dramatic I mean, cape. Yeah, the cape never made it beyond that first like She would get spread. tangled in it. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> 
She would. But, I mean, it would look pretty. It would, yeah. But This was the only thing that disappointed me a little bit about Crystal, that we saw so much of their clothing outside of their school uniform and their Sailor Scout uniforms in the original. And in these first two episodes, I didn't notice any clothing with the exception of Mamoru's sunglasses that was outside of these uniforms. And, I mean, I'm not sure how much we got in the first episode either. I don't remember. But we'll see later on if we actually get to see the girls in their different outfits outside of school. That'll be interesting to make that comparison because we did love their, like, outside of school outfits. Yeah, exactly. And then will they be, will they be 90s fashion? Or, because this came out in... 2014. 2014, the mid-2000s. Memorial sunglasses looked very current. They didn't look like sunglasses I would have expected a guy to wear in the 90s. But the technology is still very 90s in this episode, like with the arcade and set. They updated, in the next episode, the floppy disk to a CD mm-hmm. Ooh, It really should have been a USB key by that point, but... <laughs> we were saying it should have <laughs> been an app, but we'll get to that. <laughs> I think the one other thing that I noticed is that I was reading the manga this morning, and it's almost word for word what was in the, uh, the episode. Obviously, they have to expand the episode a bit more because it's a different medium and there's, you know, movement. The, the dialogue in the manga is almost exactly what it is in the anime, which is interesting. So I think that for fashion going forward, I mean, I'll have to make a note of it while I'm reading to see if their fashion shows up in the manga. It'll probably show up in the anime the same. I mean, 90s fashion's kind of in right now anyways, so. <laughs> oh, nothing makes you feel older than the fashions of your youth coming back as retro. No, the part that makes me feel old about it is when I think, oh, I should have kept that. And then I realize, no, that would never fit now. (laughs) You know what? It's better you didn't keep it because then you try it on and then you'd be disappointed. More disappointed than just thinking about it. (laughs) So true. So true. (laughs) But no. Yeah. Um, So I don't know if we have too much more to say about this first episode because it was so similar to the first episode in the 90s. I want to talk about the tiara boomerang. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So her attack is... um, I love that. For me, it makes more sense that she says boomerang because it comes back to her. And it's like an actual little sphere. Or not a sphere, but a disc. A disc. So I thought that was really cool, the way that it turns into a disc that she can throw. Um, which makes so much more sense and, than just a moon tiara. And she says, moon tiara, boomerang. Yeah, and we actually see her remove it from her head. Like, she pushes it, and it comes off, and it's spinning in her hand, and it still looks like the tiara. And it even has, like, a little clasp on it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, yeah, I love the boomerang. It was awesome. Yes, it, look, yeah, um, it looks really I want to find out as well, too, something we did not cover, is we already have an introduction to Sailor V in this. Like, it's, mm-hmm. like, the first shot. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. And we have Usagi finding out who Sailor V is as well, which I feel like that was much later in the 90s cartoon. It was almost like she knew who Sailor V was because she was playing the video games. Like, she had been playing the Sailor V video games the whole time. But, yeah, people are telling her about Sailor V in this episode. So, yeah, I think it is a little bit earlier. Yeah, because in this one, Umino says um, Sailor V is basically a special detective from police headquarters and in the 90s one she's basically played like a celebrity like she's in movies and she's in video games but she's not really portrayed as a crime fighter in the 90s one and in this one like the first thing we see is the newspaper that uh, Usagi's mom is reading that says you know Sailor V foils robbery Mm -hmm. so 
like we know that she's actively fighting crime in Japan right now. Yeah, whereas I think in the original, um, the 90s Sailor Moon, wasn't she, like, fighting crime in, like, England? For six months. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or something like that around this time? Anyways. Yeah. But, again, she was more, in the 90s, she's more of, like, a, an unseen celebrity, and here she's, like, an active crime fighter. Like, there already is a vigilante superhero out there fighting crime. And then Sailor Moon just kind of absorbs her into her new one. <laughs> yeah, but they're aware of her fighting crime. Uh, I'm just thinking back to that episode. It was pretty early. One of the first ten episodes where Shingo um, and his friend um, are attacked by the dolls. Is oh, right. Hmm. Like, um, he, they already know that Sailor V is like a superhero by that point. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's never really like clearly laid out though in the '90s one. I don't know if they knew what they were going to do with her. That that's probably true too, because we talked about the the early episodes of the first season. It it was very long and drawn out because they weren't sure what they were doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Another thing I want to touch on as well too is. Is anyone else feeling bad for Naru's mom? Like, her business is just shattered after this. Like, I mean, they're selling all these products for 95% on jewelry. Like, I know jewelry has a big markup, but it does not have that big a markup. So, like, the financial implication on her business afterwards with having no stock and losing all this money by selling this product below cost, I'm feeling pretty bad for her. Like, you can't get insurance for that. Well, yes, you cannot get insurance for the Negaverse like, coming in and taking up your shop. But I think they have multiple stores. That wasn't their only one. That makes you feel a little better. That does help. Thank you. I'm kind of hoping she can report it as a theft. I don't know how, but I wonder if she could. I was under the influence of evil and too deep a discount of a sale. I don't know how well that's going to go over. (laughs) Okay, but... Okay, so a bunch of people wake up in a broken store. Does that not look suspicious? I mean, like, it looks like a robbery. What's happening? Oh, no, I've been robbed. (laughs) I mean, Tuxedo Mask is literally there to rob her, so. Yeah, that's true. They could just pin it all on Tuxedo Mask and then be like, yep, it was him. It was that masked vigilante guy. I don't know why I sound like that. That's, like, what the cops sound like. (laughs) (laughs) That's what the cops sound like. (laughs) I also noticed the language was a lot different when uh, she was fighting. Like, there's a point where Sailor Moon actually says, like, hell, and Luna tells her to kick her butt. It was like, this felt mm-hmm. very different from the 90s language. Oh, you couldn't say that in the 90s? No, you couldn't. Oh, I love what she says when she transforms. Okay, I don't know if this was just a translation difference in, so I'm watching it on Tubi, which I think you are also watching it on. Um, but she says, I'm a pretty guardian in a sailor suit. That's what, that's it, what said. it says. That's what it says in the manga. The pretty Is guardian it? in a sailor suit, guardian of beauty and justice, Sailor Moon. Yeah. Yeah, they don't say that in the original. They do. They say, well, they say the pretty sailor suited guardian, Sailor Moon. Anyways, so, I just thought it was funny. <laughs> in the manga where um, Naru says, is being attacked by the monster and... Um, the monster says that in the in the anime in Crystal, the monster says your mom is sleeping in the basement or something like that. Mm-hmm. In the in the manga, it says right now your mother is in the basement, dead from starvation. Oh my gosh! And then That's... there's a little square that says 
Naru's mama's still alive. <laughs> oh. But the monster tells Naru her mother is dead. <laughs> wow. That's what monsters do. Yeah. This is darker than the 90s cartoon. Um, in the... I'm, I was just flipping through the, the fight scene to see if, if she says hell and stuff in here, too, but she doesn't. The monster awakens all of the, the jewelry zombies and then says murder her. And then a lady goes after Sailor Moon with a broken bottle. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's extreme. <laughs> and, and then I, there's the high-frequency waves, which is still cool. And then the Moon Tiara boomerang. Yeah, the boomerang in the manga looks exactly the same as it did in Crystal. Mm. It looks really mm. cool. And I finally got my question answered about Luna's crescent moon on her head. They refer to it as a bald patch. Because I've always wondered, like, was this different colored fur? Was no, she head? says it's not a bald patch. That's rude. It's her <laughs> comeback to Usagi. <laughs> but, but, like... If there isn't fur there, call it what you want, Luna. Be defensive, but if there isn't fur there, it is a bald patch. <laughs> maybe it's just different colored fur? I don't know. But, but then she wouldn't call it a bald patch. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> It's like a, a guy who's like losing his hair. He's like, I'm not losing my hair. <laughs> just I'm getting more forehead. <laughs> yeah. Um... So at the end of the episode, when Naru is telling her girlfriends about the attack, I, in the Crystal, did she say that she was saved by a guardian in a sailor suit? I don't recall. I think so, yeah. That's what she says. Yeah. Okay, because that's the in the episode. manga as well. And then the end of the episode, they end it, and it says, well, I don't know, the translation at the bottom of the screen said to be I continued, but it's, in, but it's in French. Yeah, I think they're trying to be fancy. French is yeah. fancy. Mm-hmm. It, makes me, it makes me want to eat a croissant while I'm watching the next episode. <laughs> That gives us an excuse to incorporate French snacks into our podcast. Oh my god, yes. Let's do it. Can I please guest on that one? Of course. I yes. think the episode titles go French too, don't they? I can't remember. I don't think anyway, so. we'll figure it out when we get there. So yeah, overall, I mean, the problem with them using the same plot for Act 1 for, like I said at the beginning, every iteration of Sailor Moon is that the story, get, to me, gets a little old after a while. It's like... Okay, no, I've already classic. seen it. Okay. I've already seen it in the nineties anime. <laughs> I've now seen it in Crystal. I've read about it in the manga. I've seen it on Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. It's like, okay, it's it is the classic, you know, how she gets her powers, but I'm like, I don't really have much more to say about it. That's true. Yeah. Fair. All right, All right. on to the snack. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hungry. I've been smelling this soup the whole time we've been talking, and I haven't had breakfast yet, so I'm also very hungry. So we're going with a miso soup, and it's a traditional Japanese soup. I always remember seeing it in a lot of different anime where they're drinking their soup. And what it is is it's like, um, well, when I shop for my instant miso soup, I always look for a paste because I just feel like it looks better than the powdered stuff. But it's okay. I'm sure it all tastes exactly the same. Miso soup is, you know, served with rice, it's served with meals, it's also like a low-calorie snack. You can have it in the morning with your breakfast. Um, so it's it's pretty popular, very versatile. There's, I don't know how much research is done on it, but it's been said to have a lot of health benefits. I'm not going to go too far into that because I'm not a doctor and I'm not recommending that. It is a really great salty snack that you can have. And the main ingredient is fermented miso. And that's what gets that, you know, that's what gives it its name and its flavor. And then you can also add the seaweed and the tofu and some other additives depending on the season and what you're feeling like. Mine has green onions, seaweed, and tofu, so I'm really excited to try this one. Smells good. Stuff you get at the sushi restaurant. Mm. How's yours, Karina? Because yours was powdered, right? Mine is a powdered one. Unfortunately, it's low sodium. It tastes like low sodium. 
And oh, no. Yeah, I'm going to look for one with a paste next time. Mine legit looks like a Lipton, like, cup of soup one. My tofu is pretty small. Like, the picture I saw of what you two have looks a lot better than mine. If you hear meowing, it's because Petra's trying to eat my soup because she thinks it's probably cereal. Mm, it's good, though. It tastes like, oh, okay, mine's a little cold because it's been sitting here for an hour almost. <laughs> it's still good, and it tastes just like the stuff you get at sushi restaurants. Yeah, I need to buy like the one that you two have because mine does not taste like a sushi restaurant. Now, I didn't notice it until I was uh, making it, Karina, but it does say that there's tuna in this, like tuna powder. Interesting. It depends. Okay. You can get some traditional Japanese miso soup. You'll have the paste, and then you'll add to that paste a fish stock. So I think it usually they'll use like a bonito. Tuna is also popular, and if you want to make it vegetarian, you'll just add a veg- vegetable stock. Mm-hmm. Actually, just more, yeah, so when you're looking for it, Karina, make sure you read the ingredients to see if there's tuna uh-huh. in it or not or fish yeah that makes me very curious now mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm pretty sure mine doesn't have it but yeah i don't eat fish that's good to know <laughs> yeah <laughs> start asking at restaurants that's what it like gives it like that salty flavor yeah i'm a little concerned about what i've been eating (laughs) (laughs) so it's pretty easy to make your own miso at home oh yeah it took no time at all so even if you don't get the instant packs i like the instant packs just because um once you get your miso and then i don't want to have to like make fish stock every time i want some but you could if you wanted to. And then you're just adding some tofu and some green onions and... Some seaweed? And some seaweed, which is delicious. So. I yeah. love... There's no, one okay. all-you-can-eat sushi restaurant near me where you actually, like, add everything yourself. So they just have the soup base, and you can add whatever you want, and it's so yummy. Oh, really? You know, we should go there. <laughs> we can do that, you know. But I haven't been there since pre-pandemic. Remember when we started this podcast and we were like, it's something to do during the pandemic. Well, that's still why we're doing it. (laughs) A year in. This is still good that we've Yeah, this would definitely be better if it was warm, but Mm. still good. I'm pretty impressed with my wine cup that's meant to keep things cold, but also keep things hot. Did a good job. Mm -hmm. I put my soup in a thermos uh, and it stayed a good temperature. And now Petra's going to lick out the bowl. Petra is my podcast kitty. (laughs) <laughs> I will say this tastes better than the last time I had it because I just randomly had bought it months ago. Because the last time I had it, I drank it fresh as soon as I made it. But this sitting there and kind of settling together does have more flavor than when I just made it last time. I would probably <laughs> let it, like, I wouldn't pour the water in, stir it, and eat it right away. I Like, let it sit for a minute or two, I think it's probably a good idea. Because it also gives the tofu and the seaweed time to rehydrate. Now, don't leave it sitting an hour because then it's cold. Mm-hmm. Unless you put it in a wine cooler cup with a plate over it. Unless you have a wine cooler cup. <laughs> but yeah, no, if I actually got a, an actual thermos, um, like this would be a good thing to even make for lunch. Like you just make it ahead of time, put it in the thermos, and then, like I said, it'll have time to rehydrate over the day. I guess then you'd still have to microwave it. Depends figure on out how good your thermos is. Well, that was a good on. breakfast. <laughs> on to episode two. Episode two is Ami, Sailor Mercury. So we're in act two, which is episode two of Crystal and episode eight of Mm -hmm. the 90s Sailor Moon. So yeah, this we're really motoring. (laughs) So again, like the 1990s version of Sailor Moon, this is the episode where we introduce Ami as Sailor Mercury. And it's again, the same plot of the Crystal Seminar where Usagi and Luna investigate the brainwashingness of the Crystal Seminar. And also Luna suspects that Ami is... Well, it's good because in the original 1990s, she suspects that Ami is the enemy. Mm -hmm. So I like that she she knows that Ami is good right off the bat. Trying to find a picture of Luna. Oh, she does have red eyes. So another thing is Luna, her eyes are a lot darker red 
in this one. What's also really cool, how Ami gets her transformation pen and how Usagi gets her disguise pen. So it came out of the video game machine that they're playing. I found that a little weird. Yeah, Luna's got a more in-depth base than she did in the 90s. Her base is futuristic looking, which is kind of cool. It's almost like she knows a little bit more Mm -hmm. than in the original, where she was kind of like, she was bumbling around a little bit in the beginning. She didn't know what was going on. Until Artemis showed up, right? Yeah. 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 I like Luna a lot better in this than I did in the 90s cartoon. She's less shrill, too. Like, she's less hard Mm -hmm. on Usagi, I find. She's not bickering with her, at least so far, that I've seen. She's seen Seems way more mature and way nicer to Usagi. <laughs> yeah. Before we get too much into the episode, though, I got to talk about the Dark Kingdom. So this episode, we actually get to see the Dark Kingdom. And in the 90s anime, it was very much almost it's like an abstract painting <laughs> that they lived in. Uh-huh. That was, I guess you assumed was kind of like a cave, maybe. But it was dark <laughs> and swirly and you didn't really know where they were. And in this one, you actually have, like, a defined space. Like, they have, it looks like Mm. a castle or a palace of some sort. Um, You get the columns, you have walkways, you know, there's different rooms. Like a real evil lair. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. And I gotta say, I... You all know, if you listen to the last season of this podcast, how much I love Queen Beryl. I love this Queen Beryl as well. I find that her design is just fantastic. She's a lot more, um, like everything, she's a lot more long, elongated and, and skinnier. But the details that they have in her necklace, I love Beryl. She looks so awesome. Yeah, like, just like everything else, so much more detail in Crystal. Like Genevieve said, like, I like that we're just seeing more of the Dark Kingdom, because you're right, like, it was just, like, the space before, whereas this is, like, actually kind of defining it as a place that's set and has been around for a while, and it just feels like it's built up a lot more as opposed to just, like, oh, yeah, they're just these random evil people. Jedi also looks different. Not as different. Again, he's got the more elongation and, you know... He's a little bit, little more angular. Mm. He doesn't have a huge difference in design that I can see. He's less comical, too. He, yeah, whereas in the first one, the original, we were like, he's such a joke. Whereas we don't see too much of him here. He just creates the monsters and they go and attack. So he seems more like a general um, oh. here than he did before. And he, he mentions the four kings right away mm-hmm. so we all we know right off the bat that there's three more somewhere yeah, I'll, I'll forgive him for the mansplaining because they had to introduce that somehow <laughs> yeah barrel's like i know i created you just get on with it <laughs> no it's to move along the plot 14 yeah. episodes people chop chop yeah exactly we, we, we got to keep mood- motoring motoring <laughs> motoring <laughs> that's moving and motoring together is motoring <laughs> The design of um, Ami is a little bit different than the oh. 90s one. I mean, she looks like, again, her, her hair is different. Her clothing is not the right size. Yeah, I, exactly. I noticed that too. And I was kind of, I was like, it was definitely very deliberate because they specifically mentioned right off the bat that she's rich. So this is not a case of like, oh, she has to wear a uniform, not a lot of money. They bought it a couple sizes too big for her to grow into, which I do for my kid all the time. Not for money, just to try to get money's worth out of stuff. But it's very deliberate that her sweater is larger because they could afford to have one for her that actually fit. 
Yeah, and I think it just fits into what they're trying to convey about her personality is that, you know, she's not outgoing, she's shy, so she hides in her clothes. She doesn't want to stand out, so she tries to blend in, like be in the background as much as possible. Doesn't talk to anybody. Um, I think they're just trying to get, get like really cement home that part of her personality as, as quickly as possible using visual cues because we're motoring along or motoring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, one of the things I love is that when Usagi first gets to talk to Ami, she blushes when they, ta- when they meet. And I'm like, yeah, mm. it's, it's so cute. It is. And I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that that means that Usagi's in love with her because that seems to be a common misconception is that if there's any sort of blush, it's a romantic love. But I think that it, it, it's, she recognizes the, the, the kindness in Ami and the soul, Ami's soul, which is very sweet. Mm-hmm. I think she's almost like surprised by how nice Ami is and that's what makes her blush. Right, yeah. because the I mean, rumors she does say are, this girl is kind of cute, but... Yeah, I mean, like, the rumors are that she's really cold and no one wants to talk to her, but then she realizes that... Or maybe that blush is, like, she realizes that she was wrong or what other yeah. people were saying were wrong, and she's embarrassed by that. Yeah. So, I think it's adorable. Um, mm-hmm. I love that she attacks the thing to get her pen. That's fun. She attacks the arcade game. <laughs> I want one, yeah. too! And it gimme, pays gimme, off. Gimme. Yeah. <laughs> also, when she transforms, I'm a little disappointed. She doesn't use a, any like extra adjectives to describe the doctor. She's just like, transform me into a doctor. That's it. We're missing yeah. all those and fun adjectives she's to throw in there. Yeah, and I, I was a little upset that her hair didn't change. Yeah. I think in the... I have both of the wikis up. In the... Oh, it doesn't show. Didn't she get shorter she gets hair? To like, yeah, she oh, yeah. Gets like a, she gets this cute little bob when she's a doctor. Yeah. A lob. A long bob. Yeah. She did look older and taller, though. Like, she looked noticeably different. Mm, she still got the buns for hair. Agreed. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So she pretty much looks the same. Maybe a little bit taller. Um... We meet Tuxedo Mask again, or De- Mamoru, and again, he's walking around in a tuxedo. What a weirdo. Why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, like, wear I'm... some regular clothes. Like, why? I'm, I'm really hoping to like him better in this. So far, that is not happening. Right? I mean, like, it's hard to like someone who's just like, well, let's go rob this store because I'm looking for a crystal. Right? He's not coming across as a better person. No. no. He looks older in this, too. Like, I was hoping to have that corrected a little bit. It's the tuxedo, I think. There. I honestly think he looks a little more handsome in the crystal. Maybe it's the the angular features again. But Mm -hmm. uh, I think he looks... Yeah, he does look older. Maybe I also because I'm older. Um, (laughs) He looks better to me. Um, But, yeah, he definitely looks, like, older, older. Which is annoying because <laughs> we already had that big debate about the age difference between the two of them they're about three or four years right mm-hmm. i think we figured he was about 18 and she's 14. yeah mm-hmm. yeah gross <laughs> 
Yeah, we're not saying that's a good thing, um, but he's not 40, so that's, that's... Yeah, that's good. Although he's an 18-year-old yeah. walking, around in, walking around Tokyo in a tuxedo and sunglasses, so... You know what? I need yeah. to pass for that, because I feel like when I was 18, like, you just wanted to stand out from the crowd, and people were a little extra eccentric. I don't know. Maybe it was the yeah, late 90s okay. thing. I, like, g- I get that. I get that. Like... It's a bold choice. Mm-hmm. Um, like that weird kid. I don't know. There's always like that weird kid in high school who wears like a blazer to class. Oh, no, our high school was know. always it was always the weird kid who wore like the leather overcoat that went down to his ankles. Okay, yeah, just like yeah. something that makes you like just <clears throat> a little different. Mm. Yeah, I don't remember anybody in a blazer, but the 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 guys in the leather um, overcoats were always the ones who tried to hit on me. So, <sighs> and the long hair. Bro. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm interested in. So she uses the cry attack again, which Ooh. in the original, I I only remember her using it in the first episode, where she doesn't yeah. really know what to do. But this seems to be like an ongoing thing for her, and I'm not sure I'm gonna like it. If she doesn't learn how to do something a little bit better than just crying, it might be just the first two episodes. I, mean, I hope so. I don't know. I haven't read. I've read the manga before, but I haven't read it in a while, so I have to see how far it goes. Mm-hmm. Cry, <laughs> but baby I don't remember. It. Yeah, no, it's ultrasonic waves. I get it's a it. Legit but attack. She, she does it through crying. <laughs> yeah, like if she can control it without. Breaking down into tears, that would be, that would yeah. be great. <laughs> um, so we mentioned in the 90s anime, uh, it's a disc, like a mm-hmm. floppy disc. And yeah. in Crystal, it's a CD. In the yeah. manga, it's also a CD. And I don't know if they redid it oh. for this version and maybe the original version when it first came out had a disc. But it's a CD in this, too. <laughs> Weird. Very cool. Yeah. I feel like your manga is updated, because that just does not make sense, knowing the time frame when it came out. Yeah, no, the manga, it's definitely a re-release. It's not, obviously not the original, but I'm like, if I okay. remember, maybe I'll do some de- some digging and see if the uh, original... Mm-hmm. Um, like, if someone were to pick up that book now, like, I'm just thinking of, like, a teenager being like, oh, I want to read this manga, and they picked it up, they're like, what's a CD-ROM? Like, they're yeah. not going to know. Yeah. Yeah. Let alone a floppy disk. Yeah. yeah. I, it should have been the Crystal yeah. Seminar app. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like Tracy mentioned earlier, the USB key. That would also make sense. Yeah. Yeah. But even yeah. that, like, people don't really use those anymore either. It's all... Just download it. Yeah, streaming. Here's and, the link. Yeah. Download it. I mean, who do we think Crystal was aimed at? Because if it's people who watch the original as kids or teens, then they're going to know what's up with the CD-ROM. But if this is aimed at kids, which I don't feel like it is, they're going to have no clue. Like my kid has as, no clue what it's CD-ROM aimed as teenagers. is, or even a CD. I think okay. it's aimed, for, aimed at teenagers. Yeah, okay, so they'll I mean, think it's retro. Well, it's aimed at teenagers and people who love the 90s. <laughs> yeah. So people who were teenagers in 2014. Okay. The younger millennials are definitely all into the 90s. 
Yeah. Because they missed it. <laughs> mm-hmm. They did, pretty much. It's just like me being into the 70s when I was in high school in the 90s, because, again, I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then speaking of fashion again, we one of the big things that was noticeable for me is uh, Sailor Mercury's outfit, quite different than what we're used to seeing. She doesn't have sleeves, which is a nice look. Mm-hmm. And Genevieve, you pointed out her earrings are different when we were watching, too. Yeah, she's got the three earrings um, mm-hmm. instead of just one or dangly ones. So again, I think this is in the manga. That's what how she was drawn, and because yeah. I think Nagu Takuji was trying to make everybody's costume a little bit different. But I also think now that um, Crystal is able to use computer animation, everything's not hand drawn. Uh, they're able to add these little differentiating details. Attacks. Yeah. yeah. So, fashion question, though. Do we think it's three earrings that she has, as in three holes? Because we only see her wearing a single stud at school, which may just be a school uniform thing. But Ami doesn't seem like a character who's got three holes punched in each ear. Like, I feel like it's just, like, one big piece of an earring. I think it is, too. That's what I was thinking when I saw it. It's, like, um, an earring, but it's curved and Mm -hmm. has, like, three little dots. But I don't know. I think it'd be kind of cool if she had three earring holes. That's, like, an edgy Ami. But, like, if you're getting, but she's not edgy. Like, she's wearing the oversized sweater in school because she doesn't want to stand out. So I just, Mm. I'm not buying. She had three holes punched into her ear because that's very much a look at how many earrings I can have. Like, you want to be looked at when you're putting in more than one earring because it takes time. Yeah, I don't know. I never, honestly, never thought about it (laughs) because I I don't have my ears pierced. I know. Um, I was thinking that. (laughs) Also, like... So, yeah, maybe it's just one. Yeah, I think it is just one. Just having so yeah. many really close together. Yeah. <laughs> the, the most important difference, I think, is that she doesn't have Shabon Spray anymore. Now it's called Mercury Aqua Mist. Which that I kind of like. Yeah. I liked it. It's not bubbles anymore. It's mist, yep. which is good. I like I that, I like too. it. It sounds more like an attack than bubbles. And in the... In the manga, she doesn't actually say any attack. She just, I guess, emits a fog. Because all of a sudden, the monster says, What is this? My body is freezing. And Usagi says, Fog? Luna, where are you? And then Tuxedo Mask shows up in the manga. Oh, he doesn't do anything in the manga? Because he pulls her away from the wall. No, she's not attached to the wall in the manga. She's just looking for the monster. And I guess he points her in the right direction. And then she kicks the monster in the face. And then he leaves. (laughs) Hmm. Is anyone missing the roses, though, announcing his arrival? Yes, <laughs> I am. I was like, where's his kinda, rose? I kind of missed the roses and the do-do-do-do-do-do music. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I liked the tuxedo mask theme from the 90s. In the manga, he gets tuxedo the smoking bomber, which I think I mentioned before, but I don't know yes. when that comes up. That sounds interesting. I anxiously await that. Yeah. But he didn't do much in the 90s version, and he does even less here. But he didn't even show up in this episode in the 90s version. I'm fairly certain he wasn't there. No, I there. don't think he does. I don't no. remember he's in this either. It's probably Either. because he, um, he, they had had like eight episodes. Mm-hmm. And so, they really want to like they did. They had already yeah. established him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they wanted to make sure that we remembered he existed since it's only the second episode of Crystal. Yeah. So a lot of. I mean, a lot of similarities. 
a lot of differences. It's it's I don't think that you can say one is necessarily better or than the other. I think it's apples and oranges, honestly. The nineties had to do it the way that they did it for a lot of reasons. It's a product of the time. Um they were doing it concurrently with the manga coming out, so they had to do some filler. They were I think aiming it for maybe possibly a younger audience, I'm not sure. And then Crystal it's like they had all of they had every all of the history to already work with, so they didn't have to worry too too much about that kind of stuff. But I'm still very intrigued to to keep watching Crystal. Me too. Same. And, and uh, keep doing our little comparisons and see the differences between the two. Yeah. So any final thoughts we've got? No, I think we talked about a lot of things. All right. So thank you very much, Karina, for being our guest today. And thank you, listeners. You can find us on Instagram at Sailor Snacking. Or email us at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Facebook at truenorthnerds. Karina, do you want to uh, let people know where you can be found online? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at karinaiskindatall. Um, I'm sure anyone who's listened to this and has heard me on knows I like fashion. And I just take pictures of what I wear. And there's definitely a lot of 90s and Y2K stuff in there. Mm -hmm. Cool. And Sailor Moon stuff. Yes. (laughs) There's some of that too. (laughs) <laughs> so next time we'll be uh reviewing Looking acts at... two and three no three and four i can't mm-hmm. count anymore <laughs> yes and yeah like uh, the titles don't reveal anything so act three is ray sailor mars and act four is masquerade dance party <gasps> mootering yeah. right along <laughs> Dude, dun, dun, dun. we'll see you later bye everyone bye